What now? What now indeed? Today marks the first Sunday following the retirement last Sunday of our pastor of 31 years, Bob Smith. It was a mountaintop experience for every one of us present with a wonderful period of worship which included the Roanoke Chamber Brass, the handbells, our pipe organ, piano, and choir. A sincere, heartfelt message from the pastor entitled, Saying Goodbye, followed by church photo on the front steps of the sanctuary. Then we enjoyed a catered luncheon on the lawn. The meal was followed with accolades, gifts, and a standing ovation. The jubilation of last Sunday has given way to a more routine, faithful approach to worship as witnessed by those of us present here today. I was asked to fill the pulpit this morning as one of our own members and an elder in this church. We are, after all, family, all of us. And families generally come together following a major event which impacts the family to reflect, remember, encourage, discuss, and make plans for moving forward together as any family should. In that vein, I am not here today to preach to you, but rather I am here as a senior family member to share some thoughts to keep our church family strong and moving in the right direction. Change and transition have come to each and every one of us at some point or at various times in our lives. If we think for a moment about our own lives, we transitioned from toddlers to our first day of school and soon the changes in us were becoming evident to our parents and all those around us. We progressed each year until we found ourselves transitioning to middle school and still more changes in our lives and and then transitioning to high school, graduation, college, or a job, then falling in love, marriage, family, moving from one place to another, loss of loved ones, the joys of new births, careers spent with one or multiple companies or professions, experiencing our own children beginning the same life cycles, and as we grow older, transitioning from being healthy and robust to one of aging and dealing with health issues. Then there are a whole plethora of transitions which affect our lives, apart from immediate families and growing older. As human beings, we interact with people and experience all kinds of relationship and situational transitions which bring about change to each and every one of us. In short, we as human beings are born into a world full of transition and change, some of our own making, and at other times brought on in ways not of our making. Flexibility, adjustments, accommodation, they all enable us to make changes which may or may not benefit us going forward. All down through the ages, mankind has experienced transitions which have brought about great changes 
and the lives of people. We immediately think about individuals in secular history who facilitated transition and ultimately the change which affected lives and indeed the course of world events. The pharaohs of ancient Egypt, the Caesars of Rome, various rulers throughout the Middle Ages, and perhaps among the most recognizable names of the last century, Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, and Mao Zedong. And while these notorious leaders impacted people through government, there were many good and benevolent leaders who brought about prosperity and honorable changes to people's lives. Just as in more modern times, Jonas Salk, who introduced the Salk vaccine that eradicated polio in the 1950s, and Mother Teresa, who dedicated her life to helping the sick and the poor of Calcutta, India. Or men like Thomas Edison and Henry Ford, who introduced electricity and new modes of travel which have left a lasting impact on people all around the world. And then there are those in the Bible who experienced huge transitions, which brought about change in their personal lives, as well as the people around them. We have only to read about the creation of man and woman by God, who were placed in the Garden of Eden and experienced a transition which led to change in their lives. Adam and Eve were perfect examples of unwanted and undesired change because of their sinful nature. Joseph is another example of a man who experienced numerous transitions which saw changes in his life numerous times. He was sold into slavery by jealous brothers and ended up working for Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's generals. And then he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife of sexual misconduct and then thrown into prison for 13 years. He transitioned again from being an inmate to becoming the second most powerful man in Egypt for having correctly interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. And still later, a famine in the land forced his long unseen brothers who had sold him into slavery to go into Egypt to buy food. And upon learning their brother Joseph was now one of the most powerful men in the land, became frightened for their own lives. But Joseph, recognizing them, said, What you meant for evil, God used for good. And the family was reunited, showing just how God had used their evil intentions for good. Thus God's will was done, bringing about positive change. Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter after he had been set adrift as a baby in an effort to hide him from being killed. He was raised in the palace, but God later used him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt where they had labored enslaved for over 400 years. 400 years of transition then change led to 40 more years of transition, then again change. And of course, David. David, who transitioned from being a shepherd boy to a king. And we all know the changes that came about in his life and the standard he set 
for all the other kings who followed. Even though David had some indiscretions, he paid a terrible price. God still used him for his purposes. In the New Testament, each of the twelve disciples went through transition from various occupations to follow Jesus. And a change ensued which made them the foundation for outreach in spreading the good news of the gospel. Judas, of course, was the exception. St. Paul, who was known as Saul of Tarsus, went from persecuting Christians to become the greatest advocate for Jesus Christ throughout the known world at that time. Transition and change. And, of course, men of faith such as Martin Luther, John Calvin, and more recently, Billy Graham. Names which will forever be remembered for deeds leading to transition and change in a world created by God. And if we mentioned each and every person who impacted lives all down through history, none of them individually or collectively comes even close to the transition, change, and transformation in the lives of mankind like that, like that brought about by Jesus Christ through his 33-year ministry, with his death and resurrection, which has changed those of us who are believers for eternity. Change and transition in our life is guaranteed. God allows it to grow us, and build us up to become more like Him. In order to grow, we need to be ready and willing to let go of the old and welcome the new. It's not easy, but God promises to be there for us if we only trust Him. His Word will guide us because it remains the same. While seasons change in our lives, it helps to know that Jesus Christ remains constant. He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This gives us so much hope and courage to face the future because we know that the same Jesus Christ of the Bible, who is a mighty warrior, a way maker, the hope for the hopeless, our peace, Savior, Helper, Redeemer and friend who will still be there for us in the same way, no matter what. In Isaiah we read, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This scripture about transition is a great reminder that God's word will not fade. It will not disappear, nor will it fail. The Word of God is eternal. We can lean on it always and learn from it daily. It continues to stand even in our times of transition. Now listen, the Word of God does not fail because Jesus Christ, who never changes, is the Word of God. Now that bears repeating. The Word of God does not fail Because Jesus Christ, who never changes, is the Word of God. We read earlier 
from Ecclesiastes 3 that to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Well, this is one of those popular Bible verses about change and transition that guarantees that change is a constant. There's a time for everything. There's a season for everything. And it's all for God's purpose and glory. Changes and transitions are there to grow us and make us better people. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This was pointed out in Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, as found in 2 Corinthians. In Christ, we are made new. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our life immediately changes. The old things pass away and all things become new. This scripture shows that salvation itself means transition. Our behavior, priorities, and focus changes in Christ. It's not a one-day event. It's a journey. We continue to evolve and change and become more and more like Jesus Christ every day. Now, I have shared all this with you today because we, as a church family, are in transition. And my friends, change is coming. The question is, therefore, are we going to transition into just whatever comes our way? Or are we going to welcome and help facilitate the change that is coming by heeding the lessons learned from those who have gone before us? Following me in this pulpit today, the clerk of session has identified some good ministers of the faith to lead our worship services through the months of June and July. Then beginning in August, our interim pastor will begin his ministry here at First Evangelical Presbyterian for for a period of time during which our pastor search committee will be hard at work in conjunction with our presbytery in locating just the right candidate to be called to fill the vacancy here as our pastor. In the meantime, we are blessed with opportunities to grow in our faith, grow in our outreach, grow in our Christian programming, and grow our church. We can look to the early church as examples. It was led by ordinary men, some of whom were fishermen. Some of the Bible's greatest leaders were highly educated like Moses and Paul, while others were simple farmers. A church in transition can use its members to discover and develop the gifts they have for ministry. There is no need to wait on our next permanent pastor to disciple believers. Often we don't recognize the possibilities that are in our midst. Lay leaders can use this interim time to exercise gifts that might go unnoticed otherwise. We don't want to communicate to the congregation that only a select few are qualified to do church. Every person has a personal experience with God to share. 
An interim time can be a golden opportunity to let the church be the church. When Simon Peter was in prison for a time, the church did not sit around doing nothing until he returned. They gathered for prayer about their situation. God heard the prayers of a serious group of lay people, worked in mysterious ways, and strengthened their their faith. He is the same God today and desires to work through his people at First EPC as we seek him. If we believe paid leadership should do all the work, then we conveniently excuse ourselves from exercising the gifts God has given to us to edify the church. We need to use the time when we have no permanent shepherd to explore the spiritual gifts and skills God has given to each of us. Imagine the possibilities of finding new, God-called, and gifted leaders, children's storytellers, child care workers, Sunday school teachers for all ages, and volunteers for vacation Bible school. Spiritual gifts must be given opportunity to be tried and tested. God is always preparing people to step into positions of service. One thing is sure, God knows our future and is preparing us now for things that are in that future. And so, what now? Well, let me begin with the first one. And it is, be faithful to attend services. I want to repeat that. Be faithful to attend services. The lack of a permanent pastor can make some feel less enthused or connected with the church and may promote more frequent absences or visitations to other churches. However, if there was ever a time your church needed you, this is it. Instead of finding more excuses to stay away, this should be a time to increase your faithfulness in every area. Remain faithful even during times of transition when the future is uncertain. 2. Be a person of prayer. Be a person of prayer. People in the church must always be persons sincerely devoted to prayer, but even more so during a time that our church is without a pastor. If he can, our enemy, Satan, will attempt to use the pastoral vacancy to incite mischief, conflict, and discouragement in the flock. So prayer and spiritual vigilance is especially important during this time. 3. Be extra patient and understanding. Again, be extra patient and understanding. An interim period can become stressful and tense, creating the possible atmosphere for any number of misunderstandings. So it is very helpful for everyone to add a little patience and, yes, a little sweetness to their attitudes. Four, continue to contribute financially. Continue to contribute 
financially. Remember to remain steadfast with tithes and offerings. The tithe belongs to the Lord, so continue to be faithful to him, regardless of the changing nature of his church. 5. Volunteer more than usual. Yes, volunteer more than usual. The church is not merely an agency to provide a service or benefit to you. The church is a relationship-based community, a family where people serve and bless each other mutually, and it takes everyone's participation to make it work the way it should. And six, finally, be at peace. Be at peace. Trust and rest in the fact that he stated that he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. My friends, it is now up to you and me. Let's effect positive change during this transition. And let's position ourselves to welcome our new shepherd to a robust and vibrant church that is Christ-centered, strong, and growing for our Lord.